And now, Hangar 56 Media presents Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. King, the American blues guitarist, one of the three kings of blues guitars. Who are the other two? B.B. King and Albert King, of course. And if you are a guitar player who wants to play, uh, take your guitar out tonight, put on some Freddie King, and get uh, just got to learn one of those pentatonic major blues scales, preferably G or A, third fret, fifth fret. Put this on and you can just jam, and you'll you'll be like Freddie King. Well, I'd love to keep that playing. How are you guys? Welcome to Spike's Car Radio. Here we are, sitting here on a Saturday in Zuckerman's hangar. Let me pop these guys up. Zuckerman's already in a mood. Johnny's. I'm filled with hatred period. just for you, though. Uh, I'm filled with glee. Preparing for a trip to Spain. Is this an automotive related? Yes, the yeah. new Range Rover Sport. Why? Why are they making you go to Spain to do that? Uh, because then I get to pop over to England and go to Goodwood oh. Revival. So, Wood. yeah, but you know what I mean. Why do the manufacturers have to send you somewhere to do this? You know, during the pandemic, it, it was so cool. They just they stopped all this stuff and they just sent the car and you drove it. Yeah. What 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 happens in Spain that couldn't happen right here? Nothing. It's a, but here's the weird thing: like sending everyone business class, putting them up in a nice hotel huh. is cheaper than schlepping vehicles around is to that everyone true? in the country. No, it's bullshit. Yeah. And what it is, is is that for a little bit of a press junket, he's more inclined to write kind things. No, or that's what they hope. Everybody does that. Oh, exactly. Everybody they hope that. everybody's going to write oh, kind exactly. things but, but because exactly. they've flown you okay. business class, filled you Gentlemen. full of food. Gentlemen, it's to actually, your corners, to your corners. It's actually cheaper. And I, I've, I've but how is it? cheaper to send the cars there. <laughs> it's it's expensive not- to schlep cars all around the world. If you stick the cars in one, one spot, spot yeah. and move the people, it's cheaper to move in all the people than it is to schlep cars. But Zuckerman makes a very good point. Country. Jalopnik, uh, for many years, used that disclosure. Full disclosure... We were flown business class, we were fed, and we were put up. And, yeah. and I've been on these before, and you do kind of feel like you're a guest, and you do have a favorable opinion. I don't think it's But everybody opinion. does that. Everybody does Oh, everybody that. steals? Everyone cheats on their taxes. It's does not it? cheating. It's, it's not, not illegal. Wrong. It's not it's not wrong if everyone does it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> so, yeah, so, guys, everyone listening, discount everything you've ever read about any car because Zuckerman feels that for the price of a steak, all integrity is out the window. Yes, for you. <laughs> I couldn't figure out who I was going to argue with today, but now it's you two who are going to be arguing all day, and I'm actually in a decent mood. I bet for a steak and a half you'd write anything. <laughs> it's got to be scallops. Come on, let's be honest. Bacon wrap scallops. Surf and turf I'll it all goes anything. out the window. You, you should buy a Volkswagen ID4 based on this crab claw. 
This is this is what you want. A little more laughs, please. And all right, <laughs> seven hundred words in your favor. <laughs> but if you play the long game, I find mm. let the executives get a little drunk at dinner. You know, after the big dinner on the first night, and everybody's relaxing after dessert, and that's where the secrets start to come out. I've made my career off that. Yeah, that's I'm, yeah. I'm always the because they they have a rule, an unwritten rule that no one, no journalist can go to bed before uh, PR. Well, after PR. Right, so the poor PR schmucks have to stay with up with you and drink. Yes, and I'm always the last one in bed, and you know, and do a little blow. No, nah, yeah. actually, weirdly, uh, weirdly, unlike the music industry, there, there's yes. almost no cocaine in the car biz. It's it's kind of almost. boring. Who that does? Happens once. That's called code white. <laughs> if cocaine is left in a press car, that's code white. Code green is marijuana, but code what, white. And code brown's when you shit your pants. Code brown is there's that's happened. Yeah, code yeah, brown, code Bits yellow. First feces reference. <laughs> <laughs> Five <laughs> minutes forty nine seconds marked in the podcast. Hey, it's Spike's car radio. Yeah, it's a show feces. now. Anyway, it's good to be with you guys. I was going to talk about Matt Ferrer's. Uh, <laughs> account of but i just listened to this i just listened to his full account on the podcast this morning it's completely different that was just a little excerpt so i'm gonna give him a little uh, a little leeway on it he was very he did a really good job actually telling the whole story and i sent him a message this morning saying it, it Boy, it sounded like so much more fun the way you retold the story. You really did a good job. <laughs> I forgot that we had bumped into Cat Williams when the jet landed, and it was, uh, and I just went, "Wow, that that was a really cool trip we took." And it was just kind of more fun listening to you describe it than actually doing it, um, because he, I guess you probably don't know this, but he had put out this reel that said uh, it was all Zuckerman's idea, and. Uh, it was not. What did I say? Driving's for suckers. That's what he, I don't know. If I, I kind of remember line. you saying that, but it was at, it was long after I had come up to you yeah, and yeah. said, "Hey, let's bring Matt home. <laughs> let's <laughs> repatriate <laughs> him. <laughs> let's show him how to do this the right way." And and, it, as, and he mentioned, of course, and then you hooked him up with Ed Brown, so the car got in the truck. It was like well, the so way seamless. he re, the way he retold the story was, and it's accurate, and uh, you know. It was not something I'd planned to talk about on the show, but it was it was uh, it was accurate. You know, we got to the airport. Ed's truck was there. We loaded the cars. We got on the jet. We came home. The cars were there a few hours later. It was crazy. <laughs> we were home in thirty minutes. It was intoxicating. It was good. And then uh, the added uh, bonus of he had stored his car in my hangar and. I went to uh, open it up and give him the car earlier this week, and it was all detailed, and he was magically couldn't understand how that happened, even though he owns a storage company that has detailers. That has detailing yeah, yeah, yeah. So he had a nice experience. But it, we wanted to give him that. Zuckerman. Yeah, absolutely. We wanted he's been, to, he's, he's been for so years, good. he's been on the show, and he's our friend, and you know, it's nice. We like to share. Yeah, we, we sponsored Johnny's Racing. We, we spent a lot of money on him, and uh, we did a little something for Maddie. And then I think we should do something for us. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking about uh, maybe... A private jet to uh, Pebble? We did that. Oh, okay. Yeah, we did that. But no, I, I want to build the studio out finally. I think it's Santa, Santa Monica Airport. That's, that's Oh, yeah? Yeah, I just... You know, we can discuss it, but it's not as easy as this. Like, this would now no. be taking place over there. That's a pain We'd in the ass. We'd all be on camera. That's a pain in the ass. Yeah, but it's the next natural evolution of this thing is a YouTube show every once in a while. We put an episode out that way. People like to watch. Would you want to do the studio here or that or Santa Monica? 
Uh, I can't be under your thumb, Zuckerman. I'll be honest with you. I, I've got a, I've got two offices at Santa Monica that the uh, hangar pays thumb. for, and I'm going to get yelled at for parking in the right. I, I don't. You're definitely going to get yelled at for parking. Yeah, in the wrong you've spot. been very gracious in letting us record in your spots over the years, and uh, and I think we will continue to do so. But uh, the video studio has to kind of be standalone and ready to go and at a moment's notice. And and I've got that office sitting out there, so why not? Do it. Just got to figure out who builds that stuff. Who makes it? How to uh, make it look good? Uh, Jay Ryan. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he built Ferris Studio. Yeah. Yeah. Or helped build it. So could be. And it's could pretty be. easy. You know. Yep. Some old iPhones. Yeah. So we could do that. Cute. We got a lot to talk about. Don't have a lot of ads, so I'm going to just do one right now. Let me see if I can get to one. Oh yeah, every plate. Every plate. Here's what's great about every plate. Erica is just demanding. That we sign up for it. And I said, why? They're my sponsor. They'll just send us free every plate. And let me tell you what every plate is. Uh, affordable meal kits sent to you right to your door. 25% cheaper than grocery shopping. I can confirm this. Don't turn takeout. Uh, turn to takeout when things get hectic, which I'm doing. Every plate delivery. It's 58% cheaper than your average uh, fast casual meal. Uh, they put quality ingredients pre-portioned. The box arrives. Everything is in it, including the recipes, and it works. And as you know, if you listen to this show, it made my wife cook when she was not cooking. Um, also, affordable. Um, each meal, I believe, is only one forty-nine per meal. And they're good. These delicious uh, porky tacos, all sorts of things. I get really excited when she asks me to get her a box. Um... And now you can get yours too. Get your first box for just $1.49 for, per meal by going to everyplate.com, entering code SPIKE149, uh, everyplate.com, entering code SPIKE149. Get started with every plate for just $1.49 per meal on your first box by going to everyplate.com and entering the code SPIKE149. Uh, we love every plate. I've never seen a product like that, really, aside from Manscaped. (laughs) (laughs) Overtake my household. I mean, Manscaped's the greatest, but I'll have to try this. No, but there's something, this isn't part of the ad anymore, but there's something I really hate. I mean, the grocery shopping gets so repetitive, and then... It's like doing dishes, yeah. And then you run out of ideas, and then you run out of takeout ideas, especially with kids. You're just like... No, no, it's like it's like how do I avoid McDonald's? That's the whole trick, right? It's, well, even like, that, you go, I go through on the weekends hamburgers, tacos, and pizza, and then once I'm done with those ideas, right. then it's like you got to feed the kids something fit, and then yeah. I'm yeah, at a yeah. complete loss. Yeah, no, it's tough. And what is Little Rich's favorite takeout? Yeah, what is he like? He's such a picky eater. He will eat chicken nuggets, and that's it. Oh yeah, yeah. well, I, I, he'll eat a plain hot dog from Tommy's. <laughs> So really, the apple fell far from the tree in that one. Oh, I get a very unplain hot dog. Yeah. I get, I get, you know, chili and everything. Well, I want to talk. I just came back from uh, my birthday weekend in Newport Beach in you the who? Audi RS e-tron. Do I get to GT. sing the song? Go ahead. You can sing me happy. Birthday. This is his happy birthday song. I knew you when you were young. I knew you when you were dumb. And now that you were old and gray, you still are stupid. That's <laughs> very, very Zuckerman birthday. You press the wrong button. Hold on, there it is. There's some applause for you. <laughs> Unbelievable. That was Did you good. make that up on your own? Just for you. Wow. And only you. It's your song forever. Wow. Really remake the Three Stooges with you. <laughs> we should. Oh, man, I was watching Three Stooges. So good. 
Someone asked me if I ever watched The Three Stooges High, and I hadn't. Come on. You never smoked a tube and watched The Three Stooges? No. Have you? I just don't remember. Uh, Come on, when you were 18, 17? No. How could nope. you say no? Because we just didn't go to Stooges, and we were listening you, to music. You didn't watch TV? You weren't sitting around watching TV? Occasionally, I would watch, you know, uh, a movie. I'd watch some Kubrick or yeah, something like and really event. lose my mind. Get really high and watch yeah. like Apocalypse Now. And like, yeah, yeah. No, I wouldn't midnight, do that. You know, midnight, yeah. midnight movie on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. I'm try, I'm try. But I always went to a great film, and which is Marvel at every yeah. single inch of it. Yeah. And just go, I, I could never do anything like that. <laughs> and now you're yeah. just and It's now always just a way did. to just put myself down. It's what I would do. Yeah. But it's still, I'd just be like, oh. Kubrick, I saw. 2001, Space yeah. Ice, my yeah. God. It was really Kubrick. You just get high and watch Kubrick. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And now I don't have to get high. I still enjoy it in the same way. But this uh, Audi RS e-tron. So notably, this was a trip. This was a trip uh, two hours down to Newport Beach with an electric car. We took two electric cars this time. Erica took her Tesla, and I took this Audi RS e-tron. Uh, we, we, we had this uh, uh, garage at our hotel, this little private garage just for where we were staying, and they had one of those washing machine outlet things. Yeah, 220 volt. Yeah, yeah. Two, okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I, you know, last time we were down there, it took Erica three days to charge her Tesla with her little two-prong pluggy. Yeah, yeah. I opened up the back of the Audi RS e-tron, and there was one of those adapters yeah, for yeah. theirs. Yeah, yeah. Already a pleasant surprise. Plugged it in. We were charging our car in three, four hours. Both cars. Plenty of electricity every time we parked. So that part of that trip, perfect. The Audi uh, RS e-tron, if I'm getting all of that. It's RS e-tron, e-tron. GT. GT. Yeah. It's a terrible name, but yes. Let's start with, and you probably obviously are going to know more about this than I am. What is the comparable uh, Porsche electric? Taycan Turbo. I, Turbo I, S? So Turbo S is 750 horsepower in overboost, and the Audi right. is 690 in overboost. Well, let's start with prices. This car yeah. it was 160. Yeah. yeah. What the, the Taycan Turbo 205. S? So it's a little more expensive. Yeah, right. but you get it is quicker. You get more power, but the range on both of them is the the drawback. That's right. That's the problem. I have to say, I didn't find the range to be a drawback at all because I thought it was accurate. You know, there are some electric cars that you go, hey, you got five hundred miles. You go to the grocery store, hey, you got twenty miles left. <laughs> right. I, I, took, I, I had that car and I took Richard up to Morro Bay, mm-hmm. and it was one of those like comedies of errors where like I left the house and I, I had I brought concert tickets. So I was going to give to a friend because. I couldn't go because I had Richard and I forgot the tickets. So I turned back and that was like 20 miles scrub from my plan. Right. And then I was, there was a fire on the 101. So I had to go up like by Bakersfield or something like that. So that added a little bit. And then, you know, it's just like the infrastructure is not quite there. And then when I did find a charger, I had it set to only go to 80% instead of a hundred. Right. You know what I mean? So it was like, it was always like, Oh, I'm at 11%. And I showed up to a charger and somebody had cut the cable off of it in Morro Bay. <laughs> then I had to get to Pisma. It worked out. I did it. But yeah, yeah. It was, you know what it's, it, but like if it had been a lucid, you just have this huge reserve of power and it's like, you don't have to worry about anything. Right. Right. But let's talk about what it's like to drive. Awesome. Because it's a pretty beautiful car, one. Gorgeous. It was in, a, I think, a color, I probably have it wrong, a scary blue, maybe, uh, something like that. But this, like, flat, looks like a flat blue. There's a little metallic flake in it. It was pretty. It's dark. And it's, you know, we're at this lovely hotel where everybody's driving nice things, and it really was a standout. Yeah. You know, uh, obviously, everybody's driving black, white, gray. And sure. 
this car just sits there and looks athletic. Um, we were, you know, running back and forth to tennis courts or going to the beach and doing all the things we're doing. It was really, uh, and it was during the heat wave. It really was great, comfortable electric car that was, uh, you know, had Audi performance spirit in it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I found myself driving that exclusively for the time I was down there, not oh, even getting near the Tesla it's because a it's a car. sports car, right? And and here. There's here's another uh, unique aspect of this car that I'm not sure I like, but is interesting to me. It has a very loud sound that's adjustable, mm. but it is loud. Yeah, and it's electronic. <laughs> and again, it's like a it's like a, to me it's an olive branch to the performance. Uh, uh, you know, nine eleven guys. Anybody who likes to burn gas, here's a car that makes noise. Not like that new Dodge thing, but but kind of. Kind of the same thing. Kind of loud. Yeah. And here's something that drives like a performance car. Yeah. It's engineered to be very light, but in turns, it's not. It's a heavy car. So you can, so you're surprised. 5,000 pounds. Yeah. You're, here's what happens when you engineer lightness. You'll be surprised at some point when you feel the weight, Mm -hmm. right? And, and that I did feel. But as a guy who likes performance cars, I was I was drawn to it constantly. Didn't care about the range. I mean, obviously that would change if I was taking a longer trip. But I wasn't. And it was and great I that, drove your it. Ho- that your hotel had a place you could plug in. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, and I had it. I had it half the week at home too, and I drove it every time. I had uh, I, I got the Zuckerman. I have our touring in the garage. It's just getting dust on it. It's sitting there, and yeah. I had the Defender, and I had the Tesla every. Trip I took during the week when it was there was in the Audi RS e-tron GT, which is a very good sign for a car like that. Yeah, I don't disagree I love, with you about the range. I, I I love that car. I you know I think that Audi had like twelve months longer than Porsche did with mm-hmm. the platform. Mm-hmm. So I think Porsche put the Taycan out a little too early, and it was just a little buggy and a little weird. And I think the Audi nailed it with the the e-tron GT, especially the RS version. Right. Um, and it's just it's just more fully baked. Like the backup camera works. Like on the Taycan, it's the worst backup camera in the entire industry. Yeah. Why would you do that on your two hundred thousand dollar car? Here's a, here's yeah. another l- interesting part of it. You know, wh- one thing when you get into an electric car for the first time, the first thing you notice right away is brake regen. Yeah. And how golf carty the experience mm. is, and it's off putting. It was off putting to me. It's off putting to anyone. Everybody. Yep. The Audi essentially doesn't have it. It has three uh, regens, but they, they're all the same and you never feel them and it defaults to like no regen. Coast, as a coast mode, yeah. So it coasts like a sports car. That's the, that's the most enjoyable part. If you were coming from a 911 and going into that, you would go, this is cool, yeah. right? Because you let off. As someone who's now a little deeper into my electric car relationship. I'm being inefficient. <laughs> I, I don't, I miss that. Yeah, I yeah, like yeah. one pedal driving, but I'm not so sure on a sports car. I, I like to know, I like the flow of, of not having that. It's great. To and it's weird. Hey, let me just finish. Yeah, 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 yeah. The regen's controlled by the paddles. Yes. So the, up button puts more regen on the mm. no that's the it's negative a downshift button. the downshift like puts more yeah. regen that's confusing well, uh, that like, I don't even like going understand down a gear right when you go down a gear you slow down yeah I guess and you're braking yeah I just I'm not sure I would have put that on paddles 
because hey. the because the differences aren't so much that it requires big silver paddles on the steering wheel to control it. I, look, they're I'm, all subtle, subtle changes. It, it, it's cheaper to leave the paddles there and the, to have them do nothing. The car, you know, has a two speed transmission. Why would they be there to begin with? Because on that steering wheel is off of the you know, whatever the the A six and they right. have paddles, so they want to give it some function. Yeah, but it is a little confusing, even if it's cheaper. You get you get used. To it. I mean, Mercedes came out with that actually with the it was called the SLS electric drive. It was electric Goldwing yeah. from like 2011, and it had it had you know used the paddles to change. Well, it would be fine if you increase the amount of regen twice, so mm-hmm. it was noticeable. It's barely noticeable when you go more regen. It's yeah. barely noticeable. But it's good. I'd want to go. I'd want to go zero five ten like yeah. that. Yeah, you know it's, I mean? it's good they have the option at least to sail though, because like the Rivian, for instance, either has regen or crazy regen, and there is no sailing option. Sometimes on a long trip, if you're not using cruise control, it's nice to be able to lift and not have the brakes come on. Yeah, so, yeah. But anyway, yeah, good. Yeah, I love that winner. Car. Winner. Cool. Kind of like. Uh, Express. I had the, um, I don't know if you want to do it now, but I had the S8, Audi S8 this week. Mm. We could talk about that. Yeah. I was going to do an ad, but do go it. ahead. Oh, no. we're talking about Audis. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's good. It's it's funny because I don't know if you guys drove the third gen S8, but it was like. I've only driven two Audis lately, yeah. the RS3 and this car, but I love them. So the one from like, you know, 10 years ago was short wheelbase only. It made like 40 more horsepower. It was much more sporty. It was kind of like, mm-hmm. and actually I think it even made more power than advertised. This one's long wheelbase only. It's a big limousine. It's got more torque but less power, and it's it's a great luxury car. It's just not like the performance car that the S8 used to be, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I liked it a lot. It, it has the coolest feature. It has like a forty-eight volt system on the suspension, so the air suspension is like super fast acting. Like when you open the door, it pops up a couple inches, so it's easier to get in and out of. But when it sees a pothole, you're about to hit a pothole. It literally lifts the wheel. So that the wheel doesn't fall into the pothole. Really? Yeah, it's wild. And How does it, it just, do that? It just smooths it out. It just it has a camera and it knows like, okay, you're about to go over a pothole. You know the speed you're going. Lift the wheel, lift the wheel, and like so you don't just get a irons out the potholes. Wow. And doesn't like, you don't pop a rim, you don't pop a tire. So that was like, and there's these two gnarly potholes in Silver Lake that are like the worst in the city that I always like try and hit to like see how bad Why a car is. Why don't you just is. report them? It, it, they're like manhole covers. They'll, ne- oh. they'll never get fixed. They're under the 101. Right. There's like, it, they'll never get fixed. LA's fabulous with potholes. Not these two. <laughs> They've been there for like... Well, you, if it's a legitimate pothole, they'll come the next day and fix it. You it's just not, it's re- not a pothole. It's like a, it's like a manhole cover that's been repaired a million times. They've right. been there for 10 years or more. They're the, horrible. Do you use that 311 app? No. It's fabulous. It's, never, yeah? It, it's really crazy, you know... People say a lot of things about L.A., but I'll tell you what. They take care of their streets and their signs, and you report stuff, and the next day things happen. Yeah. I can it, tell you. I, listen, listen to this story. I, uh, when I lived on Franklin by Runyon Canyon, someone spray-painted gang signs on the stop sign. I think I've told this story before. Do you remember this story, Zuckerman? Mm-hmm. I decided on a Saturday, because I'm nuts and I like to keep things clean, that I would go out and take the paint off the spray paint, the gang sign, the spray paint off the stop sign. 
which I didn't want to see every day I came home. And I sprayed some paint remover on the stop sign. (laughs) There was no stop anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And then the whole sign, like an old lady's skin, just (laughs) sleeved right up. (laughs) I went out an hour later, and it it was just stainless steel. And I went, oh, Oh. fuck. (laughs) Now people aren't going to stop. This is terrific. And I panicked, and I I called 311. There was no app at that point. I said, hey, and I told them the story. They said, that's cool. You know, so... No, here's what I said. I said, look, there there were gangs uh, uh, spray paint there. I didn't say that I had ruined it because I didn't want to take responsibility <laughs> and liability if someone died later that day. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, they go, if somebody crashes, they don't see it. And they they said, let me put you through to graffiti removal. I left a message. The next morning, they were out there, and and they put on a new sign. Uh, the, the I had two potholes on my street recently. And reported them. The I next hit one. day, I hit one. The next day, the guys came out and they did you, it. And it was because you pointed out Zuckerman that they are liable for damage caused by potholes. But there are a couple of spots and in the city it. they just won't fix. You know, you're going south on La Cienega where you're getting down by the 10. There's a little curve yep. uh, between like Venice and Washington. There's a bridge. There's like an overpass and there's that drop off. It must be because of the bridge because the one in Silver Lake I'm talking about is like under the 101. Right. And, and so there, there some is reason. something. And I've, I've, I've taken that jump. It's yeah. like a jump. Yeah, yeah. Right. Bam. And, and motorcycles have gone down. That's not going to be fixed. And then but is that a pothole? It's not really a pothole. Yeah, that's, I'm talking about potholes. You can't fill it. Okay. There's a pothole that's on Beverly when you're going. You're going eastbound on Beverly when you get to Virgil by the car wash. Just report There's it. always a giant pothole. And what about Sunset by um, UCLA? They do a great job with those, too. You know, on the right lane on the right side, they, they, they uh, pop from sprinklers or any rain. So you'd see it filled, and then it would pop, and then you'd get a flat tire. My, that Mercedes I used to have, remember that E350, I think it was, that had the horrible tires? I got 100 flat tires in that thing. And then, then the city just made it all concrete. I don't know if you've noticed. They got well, tired yeah. of uh, refilling it and yeah. doing it. But yep. it's, actually, it's just one like, of the few things they, they do right. All I'm saying is you report stuff on 311, and they actually come and do it in the next day. I can't believe that happens in a big a city like this. That's a major plot point in the current Bosch book is the streetlight repair. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because there's these, like, rapists that are going around knocking out streetlights, and then somebody reports them, and they're instantly fixed. <laughs> well, there's but- the first rape reference at yeah. <laughs> 26 minutes and 31. It's, uh, he's, uh, by the way, Titus is shooting his new, he just finished his next season of Bosch well, Legacy, in the middle. right? They're in the middle. Oh, they're in the I middle would, of I've been in contact, and I'm, I'm trying to play a corpse or a pedophile or something. A hole right up your alley. They had a okay. homeless guy that got beat up. What do you mean trying? Be- I said, make me a corpse. <laughs> well, why isn't he? I don't know. Well, he's is this to. Mark? He's going to. Uh, this or is, Titus. Actually, this is through Phil Morris, uh, who's what on the show. He? Oh, he's on the show. Yeah. He's on the, he was on the last season. He's oh, on yeah, this yeah. Season. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. He wants to come on this show, right? Oh, yeah? Oh, he didn't, he didn't say that, but yeah, I'm sure he does. Phil from Seinfeld. Yes, Phil. Yeah. 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 yeah you should. He's great. But uh, now, after you were with him, he texted me and he oh, wants cool. to come on here. But he, did he just do your podcast? He did the podcast, but then he was, I, I said, hey, you know, like we've interviewed Titus. And I go, you got to make me a corpse on Bosch. You, re- you got to do it. And then, you know. But and- he's an actor. He won't be able to do anything. Oh, he's, but he told Titus that. And Titus was like, done. You're going to be a corpse or a pedophile. <laughs> so, something. Zuckerman, you're shaking <laughs> your head. Yeah. Two things you can do well. Naturally. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine saying, it, how your life will change that day. It won't change at all. I will, know, <laughs> I will know I was on Bosch. It's very important to <clears> me. I guess. 
you know, you know Titus. What's better than that? You know the guy who stars in the show. You hang out he's with him. He's cool, he, but he's not Harry Bosch. He's just an actor, you know. He did uh, Leno's show. Leno called oh, up he? after he did the podcast and uh, said, can we get the number? And, and apparently did great there, too. We're yeah, big he's fans. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, going online, uh, if you're going to do it, you can't do it without ExpressVPN. It's like leaving your kids with the nearest stranger, Johnny, while using the restroom. Most of the time, it's probably fine, but you never truly know who you're trusting. Why did you hear me whisper, Johnny? Why would you risk it? That's why you need to be using ExpressVPN every time you connect. You connect to an unencrypted unencrypted network in cafes, hotels. I'm now so sold on uh, ExpressVPN. I use it everywhere. Any hacker on the same network can gain access to and steal your personal data, passwords, financial details. I've read the stories. People on planes all getting messages from one guy going, that's how insecure unsecure you are and uh, I'm looking at your screen right now you don't want it to happen ExpressVPN can prevent it they create a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that hackers can't steal your data check it out secure your online data today at expressvpn.com slash spike 911 and get three free months three months free that's expressvpn.com slash spike 911 expressvpn.com slash spike 911 just turn on your computer it connects automatically blah 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 I think you can also watch shows from different countries because you can Ooh. connect through Indonesia or something Ooh. and see what yeah. their family feud episodes are like. That's right. Uh, Zuckerman, you, you recently did some fascinating research about, uh, about men. You, you got some uh, feedback about we have a lot of men listening here. And uh, Zuckerman yeah, called me very excited. He had done some... <laughs> focus group thing with the male lawyers in your firm and the results uh, were fascinating to you. Why don't you tell us? Well, we, we, we do focus groups and generally speaking, why do you do them? Well, you want to know how a jury is going to react to to certain arguments or how you're putting on a case. Right. So you want to preview sense. of what uh, what the reaction to it is. This scumbag did it. Yeah, you know, the, the jury. You think you have a great Hang case, him. and the jury tells you they wouldn't give you a cent, or they'll tell you they're going to give you twenty million dollars. These focus groups, and they tell you what arguments they like, and they don't. In <clears> this particular case. We, we got in some, uh, for, through a staffing company, uh, a group of people. I, I think it was 10 people, and maybe six of them were women. Mm-hmm. And we just, we wanted some of the young lawyers to present just various arguments, but the feedback was going to be about them. We hadn't done this before where we said... So essentially we, the argument was the same, but the personality yeah. delivering, you right. want to know... We want to know, yes. How does a jury react because that affects the case and right. the uh, amount yes, awarded? Yes, their right. manner, their dress, their manner, their appearance, the right. way that, that they're perceived. Because the, when you do a jury trial as a plaintiff's lawyer, the first person... It's it's kind of it's hard to explain, but the people, the person less tru- least trusted in the courtroom is the plaintiff's lawyer, followed by the client. Right? <laughs> Anybody that wants money, you're right, you're, right. you're, you're really skeptical yeah, yeah. of. So it's very very important that uh, you have credibility and that you're likable. Likability really helps. So we had we started off with a couple of of the guys who got up and one guy in particular so this is men well it was men and women but it just so but, but but it's mostly it's it's it was all male lawyers presenting to a mostly female jury exactly there was and one the, female and, and lawyer the, but yes you're and, essentially and, you're correct and the and the feedback from the women was surprised it, you surprised me because the first thing they attacked i, I want to say attacked a, a woman said 
you have a man bun. He has a ponytail. I hate man buns. I just want the whole time I was looking at you. I mean, she's not I, wrong. Yeah, yeah, she's not wrong. <laughs> yeah, 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 I yeah. wanted to chop that thing off your head. Yeah, yeah. Okay. How does he not know that at that point? But uh, honestly, okay. But that, that's something that, you, that was a simple and one you could have told. We've already we told him that, and we told the these jurors that we had clippers, hedge clippers. We were willing to <laughs> lop it off right there. Then another woman criticized. What a, what a place to work. <laughs> And then another woman like criticized this. him for being young, but having some gray in his hair. Really? Which, yeah. Wow. You don't. What, what is the criticism there? That that he looked. Besides the gray hair, he looked too young, and so maybe he needs some fake glasses to give himself more of a professorial air. I thought that was out of left field. Like, what are you going to do about that? But maybe he needs to dye his hair. I don't know what. But this more surprising thing. And then another woman said. Your stance, the way you were standing with your wide stance was was repellent. Uh, and then every, repellent? basically, yes, she said it was such a turn, such a turn off that she couldn't look at him. And he lost all credibility. Well, how did he stand? How wide is the answer we talking? I thought it was just normal. I A guy with appendage between his legs standing. I mean, he can't. Well, but, I mean, but aren't aren't all jurors like just horrible, right? I mean, no, no, that- but you, normally they're horrible in the sense that they want to be so disagreeable they get kicked off the jury. In this sense, there was none of that pressure. They're not coming back, so they tell them, we didn't like how you were standing. You were standing too wide. You had a hand behind your back and your hips were going forward. Is that it was- useful? Well, it was just, okay, it is useful. How is that not useful? I mean, that's, that, that's, that's just stand something. narrower? Like, what if someone's like, I hate how you stand narrow, you know? Like, well, no, we're talking, he's talking specifically about how some women may react to this to male lawyer. Man. And this, you know, he and I were chatting about this off the podcast, about that's not, that's something I never would have considered. Yeah. You know, fair, we fair, all, fair. as guys, kind of think, all right, we're going to go out to the club tonight. I, I'm going to dress and I'm going to act, I think, how women may want and me we have to. No clue. And we have no clue. We have no clue. We have no clue. The, 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 <laughs> the stance. Every, would, you be, would you be going, hey, I'm going to stand like this? Every <laughs> woman jumped on his stance as offensive. <laughs> really? As so oh, so offensive. all six of them didn't like the and stance. stance. And he would, I think. <laughs> Look, there, like there's the offensive stance. Take from here. We'll use this. This was the offensive. Okay, this is. That's the, just a guy standing. That's just a guy standing. Yeah. Well, that's anyone standing, that's really. Well, anyone who has a tripod down there, you know, if you you can't, it's I wouldn't to, even blame the penis on that stance. I would just say that's how one supports their weight. Well, so then the question I have for you is this uh, an anti-male hostility? I don't know. I mean, I was... I, I don't this, think so, no. You, what you're talking about very much in entertainment is, is called the Q rating. Yeah. About some, how someone presents and how likable they are as they come across a, a TV screen or a movie screen. It's just the weird things that set people off. Well, That's these, very normal. They, they were and it's not exclusive. It's also, it's not exclusive to women. Men have the same... Yeah, I was going to say, what was... Everybody. A, how do the men react? B, how do, they, well, how do the women the react to like, the female the men, lawyer? I think the men on the jury were also kind of like, everybody was kind of like, okay, we have a real problem we never knew. We have a problem about how we stand, that we have to really be careful of. And we're going to explore this some more, but you don't want to just 
piss people off the way these women were pissed off just by basically he was breathing. He's just standing there and breathing and he and he was repelling them. Now, so, but, but the, <laughs> just to be clear, the men didn't care about the men how, were just kind how of, did they react to your lawyers? Oh, they tried. They wanted to be helpful. They didn't want to also be cast off the island. So they said, yeah, maybe you could stand with your legs a little closer and <laughs> one hand in your pocket. You know, they were they were they got frightened. See, I by would the think a hand in the pocket would be more offensive. No, two hands in the pocket's offensive. One hand in the pocket with one hand gently explaining in small maneuvers was deemed to be uh, uh, nice. That, you know, remember how Clinton used to, he didn't point his finger, he used yeah, he kind of bent it. his, yeah. he knuckled it. There's these uh, things you need to do. So if, if presenting with your hands behind your back, that was not good. Presenting with two hands in your pockets, not good. What about two, two hands out of the pocket? On your yeah, two hands, maybe just slightly clasped like a priest. But in like front if of you're you. like a Jew or Italian and you need two yeah, hands yeah, to yeah, speak, you're, no good. you're wildly oh, yeah, gesticulating. Yeah. That's that's offensive because it's masculine. It's it's uh, it's it's a little aggressive. So then they then. And, and Spike, you know this. This is you. You can't. And I find this guy to be really appealing, and I find him very mild. And he's very, uh, you know, he's a very mild, progressive individual. So to see, do you he, like his stance? I never considered <laughs> his stance. I only write. So I'm laughing. Go ahead. Go ahead. But then the next guy gets up, a guy who I've never had an opportunity to see in front of people who I think is kind of, you know, he's like the everyman. He's not a he-man. He's, he's got a little bit of, you know, a, a little bit of extra weight. He's got some thinning hair. He's got nice blue eyes, a little watery. And he got up there and something magic happened. All of a sudden, there's something, there was something so crazy radiated out of the sky, so much credibility. He was one hand in the pocket and very small maneuvers. And you could just see the minute he opened his mouth, Anything he said was going to be gold. So he's he could have said, I determined the world was flat and you should eat ice cream three times a day to be healthy. And everyone would have said, I believe that. I believe what that guy says. Mm. Uh, so it, uh, I, there is, I think there is a, I think that if the people are predisposed not to like you, anything you do, they're going to hate. They're just going to yeah. hate you. And, we just, and, we watch, I did it last night. I was watching the U.S. Open and my son said, who are you rooting for, Tiafo or Alcaraz? And I said, I don't know. I like both of them. And I started just looking at how they were looking at the crowd and shaking each other's hands. And I made a judgment based on their, the same types of things, how they were reacting and how I interpreted those reactions, which would be completely wrong. And I, 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 I went for the wrong guy. Alcaraz yeah. won. I kind of felt it like was amazing. If we were men sitting in that room... Judging a woman, of that course, way. we would do the same thing. Everybody, but it, but this isn't exclusive to gender. Everybody does this, Everybody and it's. Does. I think it's important research. But are you? Yeah, let's are move you, on. Okay. Let's move on. Let's get on to I'm some mindful. some car stuff. Fascinating stuff, though. Sir. We like it. I would love to know. And the one part you left out. Let's put Zuckerman in front of the jury and ask them about Zuckerman. I would because love that's to see the Zuckerman. only. Yeah, did you get judged? Oh yeah, I'm it, very charming. Yeah, did you get judged? People. Well, well uh, I've just, seen I, him. I had to wait, wait, hold on. Let me back up. Don't let's to... not talk over each other. The question is, did you go up and present? Here's what happened. I was not specifically judged. I did not specifically present. I gave some, along with my partner Pedge, some introductory comments. 
and I know how to do that well. And at the end, I thanked everybody. I told them how blown away I was by their insight, their intelligence, the way that they approached this. I told them that I was so grateful for them. Ask I left them some cards on the on the table. Kissing butt. Yeah, I left some cards <laughs> on the table that they should call me if they ever have a legal question. Uh, I'm not sending any bills. Uh, and of course, every special card lawyer. For so, those, so then, did they ask the jury about you? I left. I had to leave. So they didn't do that. They didn't. But we can do that. We should do that. No, I'm just curious. I've seen him. I think you would present well. I mean, I I don't. I'd just be curious. I think the listeners would love to know what the jury thinks of Zuckerman. Something funny might turn up. Yeah. It would be unexpected based on what you're talking about. But I've seen him flip the switch. Like, like, you know, if I'm having lunch with Paul, he's like, you swine, you PCA. And but I've I saw you once talking to like three people and you just met and you, you, he knows how to talk business, charming business, just model. It was me. I was like, who is this guy? Like, just so charming. That's a businessman. Yeah. It was amazing. Businessmen know how to talk business. And then I'm there. He's got that. You you swine. And then I'm back to you. You you can be a corpse or a pedophile. (laughs) We all know the truth. You have feces on your face. (laughs) Feces. Are you in the mood to buy a Zagato? How about a 1976 Zagato Zele Z20 pickup? <laughs> what is that? It looks, it's CollectingCars.com. What does that look like? It looks like a little cart. You take your produce to the market in Rome. Electric that, cars, environmentally friendly, efficient, increasingly popular, but maybe a little boring for the dedicated car enthusiast. What if you could own this classic 1970 vehicle, <laughs> which was designed by one of the most famous Italian coach builders and is entirely powered by electricity? CollectingCars.com has it right now this 76 Zagato Zale Zele Z20 don't know pickup which is now live for bids at collectingcars.com first presented at the 1972 Turin Motors show that's pretty cool uh, let's see the mechanical components are from a Fiat 500 and a 124 lightweight uh, fiberglass bonnet uh, Ferrari Dino tail lights <laughs> wow powered by a 2000 watt direct drive electric motor 12 volt batteries and uh, for an admittedly modest output of five horsepower. What? Resulting in a top speed of 30 miles an hour and in a claimed range of 40 to 50 miles. That's perfect for your yard. And the, you know, the Fiat 124 became the Yugo. So you've got, you've got Dino and Yugo together. Don't want that. How about this 97 Renault Sport Spider? Look hey, at that hey, guy. Yeah, that's oh, cool. yeah. That's, these that's are two cars I didn't know existed. Those I've never seen these. Super cool. Um, unveiled as a concept car in 1995 before entering production one year later this lightweight open top French sports car weighs in at just over 2,000 pounds thanks to its aluminum chassis plastic composite body panels and a peppy 150 horsepower 2 liter 16 valve inline 4 pretty cool first uh, road car ever to wear the Renault Sport name the Spider. Both those cars at collectingcars.com go check it out if you don't like those there's plenty of cool stuff there um they have online auctions from around the world of uh, cars, memorabilia, the whole deal. You'll love it. It's- yeah, those are super cool because that's back right before Crash really became a thing. So and, it looks uh, like a Boxster a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Out. But they're just so light. First so light. Boxster. Yeah, you, you just like all cars have to be 500 pounds heavier now. Which came first? This is a 97. So Boxster 95 95 was the Renault. So yeah, Boxster. Was nine? Yeah, you're right. Concept car was ninety five, but the one was the Boxster concept car. Ninety six, seven. I, you no. know what? I have the entire universe on my phone here. If you give me a moment, I will get back to you. Because this really looks like an early Boxster, just more exaggerated. This one's right hand drive too. Wow, mm. what an interesting little car. Yeah, they're I like cool. that. I'm just I dig that. So light. 
Uh, here's an interesting story I wanted to get into because it's so odd. Um, what's driving the rise in L.A. in Kia and Hyundai thefts? Do you know about this story? No, no, no. <laughs> no. And it's not just L.A. It's uh, It's everywhere. And it's because go ahead. What do you production ninety six? So it was a so the 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 yeah. Boxer was Pre-dated. same year ninety. They're both ninety five concept. Now the Boxer, oh yeah. No, when did the concept come out? Because I know the Carrera GT was Paris. Right, let's see overview. Remember they had that concept car, and it wasn't until years later. The first generation Boxer was introduced in ninety six. The design oh ninety three Boxer. Concept. Yeah, that's right, what right, I thought. Right, yeah, there you go. Right, so it boom. beat it. So there. Yeah, you yeah, go. there you go. It's a pretender. All right. But a cool car anyway. It's cool. Then okay. Light, so light, light. I'm still trying to catch up to this. There's, you know, if you have kids, you know, they're all over TikTok. And every day there's a new thing they're doing. Uh, it can be, you know, wearing tuxedos and going to the Minion movie. Every day there's a new thing that they, the collective kid hive does. Some of it good, some of it bad. Some of it school vandalism, some of it school good deeds. I like when they bought the tickets to the Trump rally. That was good. That was a good one. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's, this, there's this Kia, uh, stealing Kias <laughs> and Hyundais. Uh and, and in L.A. now, Kia. Kia and Hyundais accounted for nearly 13% of the stolen cars last year. This number is up 20%. And why? Because some kids on TikTok uh, recognize that most Kia and Hyundai models have a key ignition that doesn't contain an engine immobilizer, which is a chip that helps the engine recognize a smart key and fob, which also prevents theft. So because you can bypass the key which is the security device, you can get in there and do something. And I still don't understand this part, that it allows you to quickly just start any Kia or Hyundai before the year 2022. I was going to say, those must be older models, and it must be... It's not even that older. The Immobilizer, I guess, just they just started doing it because they realized they messed up. But 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 can you connect the dots? Yeah, well, I I know... So all cars are loaded with these engineering cheat codes. So in other words, engineers, they don't want to have to buckle their seatbelt every time they're moving the car. Right. So you can like... I remember on Subarus, if you if you turn on the car and uh, fasten and unfasten the seatbelt twenty times in ten seconds, mm-hmm. that turns off the beep. Yep. So all cars are loaded with little like hidden Easter eggs like that. So there's probably one if you push the start button eight times within five seconds with your foot on the off the brake or something, it just starts the car. Someone figured out the engineering code. So without even if you don't have the key. Yeah, and that's what's happening. Kids, yeah. kids are just going, hey, watch this. They go up to any Kia or Hyundai. They start it. They joyride it and then just leave it. It reminds awesome. me of when I stole a car once in Boston, too. I did that. Oof. Fun times. No. I came out of a bar once, Zuckerman, at 2.30 in the morning feeling pretty good with my friends. And there was a car half up on the sidewalk with the keys in it. And I said, hey, there's our ride home. And then I got in the car and drove everybody home. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Went Got to my uh, apartment, left it uh, left it on the sidewalk, and then went to bed. 
that just woke a, up the a, next morning and went, oh shit, I stole a car. That was somebody's car and I stole it. That's called the Boston taxi. <laughs> when I was, when I was 16. You know, but but, but friend, wait, I, let me, I panicked Zuckerman again, like I did with the stop sign. Sprayed I panicked. On it. Get rid of fingerprints. And I went, you know, when you're 18 yeah. or 19, you're like, you label yourself a car thief. I am a car thief. And now I will be going to jail because of this. And right. There's meanwhile, there's no way that it would ever be connected to me. Yeah. So, uh, I worked up the cards. I mean, called, did you leave it in front of your house? Uh, down the street. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it never occurred to me that I had just stolen someone's car. Just I just, fun? I was just having fun. You don't, when you're stealing cars, that's not fun. This is just fun. This is just good times. Sure. Right. Too much Blackberry brandy. Woo. We're just yeah. going. Yeah, yeah. And it was only a few blocks away. Anyway, I called the local precinct. <laughs> What? <laughs> I called the cops and I said, hey. Stupid criminals. I know. I just, because I'm neurotic or I was very neurotic back then. I thought for sure this was going to be a major investigation and wow. eventually yeah. Spike Ferriston would be arrested yeah. and pulled out of his college classes. And uh, I get the, the desk guy and he's like, yeah. And I go, hey, uh, I, I, I kind of came out of this bar last night <laughs> and took this car home. And he goes, yeah, it wasn't my car. And he goes, okay, how did you start it? I go, the keys were in it. And he goes, well, that's pretty fucking stupid. <laughs> Someone left their keys in the car? And I go, yeah. And he goes, well, where is it now? And I go, oh, it's, it's here on the corner down there. Uh, and he goes, all right, don't worry about it, kid. We'll take care of it. Wow. wow. First, and, I'm one- and what relief I felt yes. in that moment. So I was weird. 16. What do you got? And I got, and, and we're sitting around the dinner table eating my mother's meatloaf and my friend Craig. That's not a euphemism, I hope. Listen. <laughs> Go ahead. Continue. He comes over unannounced and he sits down. He eats a big plate of meatloaf, too. And he says, I, I got my car outside. So we went out He and he goes, let's go for a ride in my car. It was like my a 67 car. Apala. And we're driving around. And, and then he goes, you want to drive it? And I'm like, yeah. So now I'm driving it. And I'm like, I notice. And I go, hey. <laughs> What's up with the ignition? <laughs> with the no, screwdriver sticking out of it. There's all the wires, and he—I realized he had started it with a screwdriver, and we were on the back road. And he goes, "I stole it." I said, "I had to pull over, and then I want to puke me." <laughs> you didn't get out of the car. I got out of the car and I threw up meatloaf. Because you were so nervous. I was so nervous. But did you stay out of the car and walk home or did no, you get we, back we, in we, it? We got to get rid of this car. And being idiots like you, <laughs> we, we, we took it to the road behind my house and left it conveniently Master behind my house so we could sneak through the little path, get back to my house. Yeah. And then later... We were watching TV and we could see the cops in the tow truck <laughs> through the trees. <laughs> it made me throw up some more meatloaf. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Stupid criminals. Stupid criminals. The amount saw, of meatloaf. It is true. Boat. You always drive back near your house. That's why they always catch everybody. Yeah, they, yeah. Always, they just find out where they live and they always never, return right to that zone. He was so unconcerned, Ferriston. What's I that? I wonder where he is now. I wonder where Craig is now because <laughs> he was like nothing. Like, why are you so nervous? Yeah, a true. I yeah. had a bunch of friends in my hometown that were like that. This just the crime was in their blood. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They were drug dealers. They just didn't care. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going to jail, but I'll be Whatever. He was whatever. I'm projectile vomiting meat. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> he, he's got no issues. You're an accessory to Grand Theft Auto. 
I never yeah. stole a car. If that's still an open case, <laughs> you and I are in big trouble. Yeah, sash limitations long expired this being about 41 years ago. But. I still think about why this car, it had one wheel up on the sidewalk. I drunk Ferris did. Right? Drunk. He was in the bar. He yeah. was probably in, in the, the bar, bar, right? He was in and the He probably bar. didn't know the car was missing either. He didn't know anything. This was early ride sharing. He's, that's the I question remember. is... Did he call the police before you did? No, Probably oh, not. I there were we 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 had all just finished a, sh- a shift at Legal Seafoods, and you know it was me and my friend Billy Brew and two uh, uh, always two waitresses or two hostesses, and no whoever we corralled to come out with us. And, and we no were all one, you're like, hey, I'm still we're all in the car. car, we're playing music, we're laughing at how fun this is that we found this car. <laughs> and then when I got back around to my oh. place, I go, oh shit, I think this is stolen. I think we just stole the car, and everybody went. Ah! Like real panic, and we, everybody just f- jumped out of the car like you, Zuckerman, and all the doors were left open. It was <laughs> silly, stupid kid stuff. But back then, it was so dramatic, so real. Wow. I hope my son doesn't listen to this. They're listening to the show now. I saw some Irish guys like open a uh, door of a cop car. We were almost we were being arrested. That's probably the interesting part of the story. But anyways, these Irish guys at 4 in the morning in New York opened a cop door, and the cops stopped looking at us and just tackled this guy. He was, they were from Ireland. We were drinking with them and like just beat them. And why were you being arrested? Uh, we were trying to visit a girl and they caught us trying to get into her apartment. It's a long, that's that a long back story. To back to the <laughs> Breaking and entering. <laughs> no, she was already, she was older than me. She was older than me. School girl. She was a year older than me. She was a year older than me. So, so you yeah. were breaking and entering. Well, with the intent of visiting a we, Yes. <laughs> We were you sure they're going to want you we were, on the set. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's a. There, it was my friend getting arrested, and I was like trying to explain. That's luckily, a kid brain. It always does stuff like that. Well, my friend yeah. lives here, so I have a right to break into his place. I had left my pager there. Yes. The other part of the story. I was yeah. trying to explain it to the cop, and he's like, "What are you a fucking lawyer? You a fucking lawyer?" And then. This, thank God this Irish guy opened the door of the cop car and like so NYPD why did he do that? Because they came out of the bar at 4.10 in the morning and they were drunk Irish guys and they like were like me. hey look an American cop car you know? <laughs> like, this would be fun and they uh, just like luckily my Irish brothers beat the shit out that of that was the guy. same thing I did back in the day yeah came out of the bar looks fun said, look, you know? hey car wee yeah. but it was it was like like guardian angel you know like thank God yeah well because it would have been bad mm-hmm Needless to say, she was she was no breaks. longer my friend. The next day, <laughs> well, we all have a we all have. When <laughs> you try to force yourself upon a woman, they generally <laughs> she wasn't home. She wasn't home. I should Thankfully. I should let this, uh, this. She was not home. It turned out, but her landlord let her know that we had visited. Oh, good <laughs> at at three thirty of the morning. Yes, yeah. and yeah, she did the was, right thing. She it cut was, ties. With oh you. boy, did she cut ties? That's good. Yeah, she's yeah. healthy. Yeah. Well. We've delved deep into our criminal past. <laughs> All three of us wanted, wanted convicts, yeah. wanted criminals. Yeah. Guilty of crimes that uh, we've never really paid back society for. On the next episode of Bosch Legacy. Bosch could investigate all of us. Hmm. Let's get the DNA out of this meatloaf. (laughs) We'll catch the the car thief. That's what I thought. I thought they were going to do fingerprints on the steer. I thought that I I believed in that level of investigation. I had no idea. Crime Crime was rampant and they just... The Boston Crime Lab was going to come and do fingerprints. Well, it's true. And, you know, it's this generation of of idiots doesn't understand... that crime has always been massive in cities, and now we just 
see more of it because we have cameras on it. But yeah, back then, social just, media, yeah, yeah, either, you never saw crime unless it happened to you or you heard about it. That right. was the whole fun of going to New York City in the seventies and eighties. It was such a dangerous <clears throat> yeah. place. You yeah, were yeah, you were yeah. living dangerously just being in the city. Oh, I, I mean, I was there in the nineties, but I remember like I was dating a girl that lived on C. You know, in the in Alphabet City, and people are like, "You, you go to sea? Are you out of your mind?" And I'm like, ah. "But that's why there's this weird perception that there's an epidemic of crime. It's it's out yeah. of control. No, it's not. It was out of control years ago when it was quiet and nobody knew about it. Like the '90s here in LA yeah. was, it was nuts. It was insane. Was nuts. It was insane. Yeah." And New York wasn't that bad when I lived there. It, it wasn't that bad. Boston was pretty bad. It was but. getting better. It was like the tail end of Giuliani when I was there. But it was like Alphabet City was still, you know, pretty sketchy. Yeah, go and get your dope there. Yeah, that's why I was there. Yeah, no, but still, there were incidents every... I mean, yeah. you'd hear, I would hear people on 85th Street screaming at three in the morning and be chasing, you know, guys down the subway while a lady was being dragged, holding yeah. onto her purse. Oh, I, I, got, insane. I got mugged at gunpoint, you know, in the, somewhere in the East Philly. What did they get from you, $2? And- well, <laughs> no, my, the girl was like, Trisha, Jesus, she was trying, she was, she was a lawyer who tried to, like, get people out of jail. Wait, so what she- kind of gun was it? Uh, it was sideways at my face, so it, but it held by a seventeen. You don't remember it didn't have a revolver. Or what no, it was a handgun. It was like a, you know nineteen eleven ish looking thing. Oh, I don't know. That's nice. It was very scary. Yeah, but it was sideways at my face. And I'm trying to give the guy my wallet, and the girls like hitting him with her purse, going like, "Really? Yeah, like you little fuck. I try and get shits like you out of jail all day. And oh dear, it was like That's three seventeen really year olds from the Bronx or yeah. something. You know? Yep. Little Puerto Just Rican give them kids. Your money. It was like I was like, this is I'm getting killed. This is it. This is the end. Yeah, well, it's too bad they didn't do it back then. Yeah, right. Could have saved me a lot of misery. Zuckerman's not paying attention. Not that was his attention. line. That was your line. <laughs> I was giving you your line. Yeah, right. I wish you were dead. <laughs> Would have done us all a favor. Yeah. Die, you swine. <laughs> a guy on Instagram. Like me, like me and the critter. <laughs> Zuckerman is literally has a four billion vomiting on a car. That's what he's. That's what he's doing instead yeah. of listening. Yeah. Why would you want to yeah. listen to you? I'd rather see you. He looks yeah, like your head, Zuckerman, <laughs> puking. All right, that's it. Zuckerman, good night. I want to say good. Goodbye. Go. Let me say goodbye. Well, uh, Jerry, I think we'll be on the show next week talking about uh, his uh, Kith pictorial, yeah. which uh, everybody wants to know He's about. He's a fashion icon. I hope there's a story there. Um, there's a story. But uh, that's it. That's all we have. We'll see you next week. Spikes Car Radio. Thanks for listening to Spikes Car Radio, brought to you by Hangar 56. Listen to new episodes every Wednesday, and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.